Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Waves of Change. I'm Dr. Mankit Lee, and I'm a psychologist here in San Francisco. And with me today is Rachel Matsuoka, who's a political activist, and she's an actress. Uh, and if I'm correct, we chose us in uh, 13 Reasons Why. Rachel, thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, for sure. So, Rachel, um, you and I spoke on the phone previously. Um, there's there have been stuff happening. There have been not some good stuff happening for Asian Americans out there. Um, so, can you tell me what's going on for you? Um, for me, I in 2020 experienced um, two attacks on public transit. Um, fortunately, my position has since gone remote, so I'm working from home. But for a while, I was commuting to and from work two hours each way on the train. And um, the first time, uh, someone uh, beat me repeatedly on the head with a backpack. And the second time, someone pounded on my window from the outside of the train, came in and sloshed the contents of their water bottle on me. And, um, you know, both times I was either reading or on my phone and um and also since 2020 i've started noticing um more harassment um just trying to go about day-to-day life as an asian woman yeah most definitely and today is the 18th i believe two days ago there was an incident in atlanta where uh six asian I believe six Asian women or four Asian women were shot and killed. And there were, I think there was two Asian men and two Caucasian individuals. They're all shot and killed uh, by some white dude in Atlanta. Uh, and right now people are still struggling to, to, you know, they're struggling to is wondering, they're wondering if this is a hate crime or not. Right. So this is like, huh, can we consider this a hate? Of course it's a hate crime. Why would we consider it not as hate crime? So, oh my God. So yeah, Rachel, it's, it's real scary out there. I'm, I'm very sorry that had happened to you. Mm-hmm. So since then, um, how have you been doing? Um, I have to be honest and say, like last night was pretty rough for me um, hearing what had happened. I think I had, um, I guess, a much needed cry. Um, just the anger, disappointment, um, and a little bit of relief that what we have been experiencing is being listened to. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's been kind of rough. It, yeah, it sounds rough. And I'm super glad that you created space for yourself. Um, because that's very much needed, right? Some, some personal reprieve from everything that's going on. Um, I, I, I feel like, yes, that there's two incidents that you were saying that uh, someone attacked you, like straight up attacked you. And in other incidents, they, uh, they hit smack the window and it came in and attacked you, they doused you with, you know, unknown liquid at the time. Right. Um, and, and these are just Corona, physical. Mm-hmm. It's Go ahead. And, uh, during COVID-19, that can be very dangerous. So, um, I do consider yeah. that as a form of assault. No, there's absolutely a form of assault. And even if we're not doing COVID-19, you could be acid, right? And that's not oh. like, that's, that's heard of, right? So yeah. it's, it's, it's scary. Now I, I do, I get the sense that those were the 
physical altercations you experience. But I feel like in addition to that, you have experienced uh, almost countless um, microaggression, non-physical, verbal, perhaps, or environmental kind of microaggression, microassaults. Um, do you, can you speak a little bit about that? Right. Um, I mean, most recently in like the past couple of weeks, like while walking to meet a friend, uh, someone passing by growled at me, um, going to fucking kill you. And then um, another time I was looking for a building uh, where I had a gig at and it was kind of a hard building to find. So I was like looking around and um, I was approaching this, I guess it was a conference center and trying to see what address it was. And a woman came out and said, that's close enough. Um, you know, this is oh, private wow. property and uh-huh. it's a conference center in, you know, a, it's a city. public space, man. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. while none of them, overtly called me chink or jap or any of the classic slurs i wonder if they would have done that to someone who was white no that's very interesting and that's very interesting i think i think there has been a misconception that racism is a very direct kind of experience and most often than not I would say it's not right. It's not. Uh, we we it is rarely that someone call me a gook, a chink, or a jab. It's that's not gonna happen. But what does happen regularly, especially for Asian women, is what um we what we call in psychology symbolic racism, and what that really is is a very kind of like subtle undertone of racism that is equally insidious, equally damaging, but it's not easily detected, but you feel it. Oh my God, you feel it. Yes. It feels like acid. Oh, tell me more about the feeling. What's it like for you? Um, it, you know, you, you get shaken. Um, it, Mm -hmm. it's a very kind of bodily, you experience it with your whole body, I think. Um, and Mm -hmm. I think one thing that I want to, uh, share with the, uh, AAPI community is that, yeah, they, our experiences with racism may not be, um, where we are called racial slurs, but in our hearts, we know what this is about. Um, and I think we need to maybe stop gaslighting ourselves and, um, recognize that the unprovoked attacks that we may have faced are racially charged. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you are kind of speaking against the model minority myth, um, this this concept that the closer we are to whiteness, then the more human we are. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, it's incredibly damaging. And there is an absolutely internalized uh, racism for a lot of Asian American folks, where they start to see these incidents as only one incident, right? A very singleized incident, where it's not. It's been a long history, long, long history of discrimination, of otherness that Asian folks have experienced here in America. And I think what we're seeing right now is energy uh, and uh, physical manifestation of mm-hmm. that hatred of that discontent of that um um 
disgust, if you will, contempt,、uh, and we're feeling it. And it's like you said, it's incredibly toxic and acidic.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So、um, I did some research, right? And and、um, I'm a big fan of Darwin Sue. So for those who don't know, Darwin Sue, Doctor Sue, is a very famous Asian American psychologist that writes a lot about、um, racism,、uh, acculturation, and、uh, he expanded on the concept of、uh, microaggression、uh, that we talked about a little bit earlier. And he has three subtypes, right? The first subtype is the micro assaults, and that's when someone says something racist without the intention of being racist, and then they're like, and then at the end they're like, "Oh, I was just joking. It's just a joke. Stop taking yourself so seriously. I'm just joking, right?" Absolutely. So that's 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 a micro assault. Now,、yeah. personally, I've experienced that in grad school, mind you. Wow. Right? Like I had a, I remember <laughs> I had like a classmate back then who said something. I, so it was Chinese New Year, and then I had one of those、um, silk shirt, you know, the Chinese shirt that I have,、uh, and I got it from my grandmother,、um, and it's just it's beautiful, right? But it's it's very distinct, right? So I wore it to to class that day, and one one classmate who was a Caucasian, what、well, is a Caucasian woman,、uh, said to me. Wow, you you look very Oriental today. Ooh, yeah, I'm like, ooh, okay, and I'm like, hmm, yeah, that's that's kind of, you know, that's kind of racist, yo. And she's like, well, you know, and then instead of going, oh, you know, I'm sorry, let me hear you, you know, let me hear your thoughts. She's like, you know, well, it's just what we call it, you know, the, the Orient, right? And it's an Oriental、right. Orient item you're wearing, and I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, we ain't talking no more, <laughs> wow. right? So that is a micro assault. How about you? Have you experienced micro assault? Uh, yeah, in like in your environment, and what is that like for you as an Asian woman experiencing micro assaults? Um, yeah, absolutely. I think um I experienced a lot of micro assaults in high school. Um,、mm. you know, a lot of my friends were guy friends, um, non Asian. And so、um, I, I definitely was told it's just a joke. Can't you take a joke a lot? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm.、Um, I think that is a kind of a crutch to hide behind people's actual feelings.、Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it and it, yeah, it again, it, you you experience it with your whole body. You know, you kind of get shaky, hot. You you know, you know when something、yeah. is racist. And、yeah. to be told that it's not is very frustrating. And I think for many of us, that has built up over an entire lifetime. And we learn to internalize that.、Um, to that, oh yeah, well, it it must not be racist. It must be just a joke. I think we learn to silence、um, what we know to already be true. Absolutely, absolutely,、um, and I also, and I feel like that shaky, you know, anger feeling we feel in our body. It's, I think that's very organic and very primal because even small jabs, little micro assaults here and there, it, it effectively it communicates two things. One is know your place, and two is your place is below me. Right. right, and especially the comment I was just joking. I really don't like. I hate that. 
Like that's one of those things that really gets under my skin. It because it it absorbs absolves absorbs absolves the responsibility to behave in an acceptable manner from the assailant, and it almost make it the 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 survivor, the victim's responsibility to you know neutrify the situation, which is ridiculous, yeah. right? Yeah, I can't just come punch you. And be like, yo, I'm just joking. That's that's not how it works. It doesn't it doesn't work like that, right? Um, so the second one is called uh, micro insults, and oh my god, oh my god, I I get this a I get this a lot. I get this a lot. Uh, micro insults are uh, little comments that are made uh, that are unintentionally discriminatory. Uh, so uh, I was I was told that. That oh my god you're like like you're so articulate you're so articulate mm-hmm. you speak English yeah. so well and I'm like what do you expect oh man <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah I get that too and I was literally a literature major like mm-hmm. I you know <laughs> it it's it's crazy it's like yes I do speak English it is the only language I speak sadly um, and mm-hmm. I mean I. I went to school for this. If I go into any room, I'm probably better than English than anyone here. <laughs> yeah, we have good English, okay? We have the words. We have the with the best words. Oh god. Okay. <laughs> we have the best words. <laughs> we have the best words. Okay. Uh another one that we get I get a lot is um uh your people must be so proud. Ooh. Right? Ooh. Right. Like ooh. Oof. I remember I did a presentation on Asian representation uh-huh. um, in the media. Uh, and then, uh-huh. yeah, and this is like uh, shortly after uh, Crazy Rich Asians came out. And in th- mm. the presentation, I talked about how Crazy Rich Asians, um, it's a remarkable film because it's one of those rare American, quote unquote, American films mm-hmm. where. First of all, it's very uh, female focused, and that's amazing. And the second thing is that, for once, Asian men in the Western film in English was portrayed as desirable sexual figures, not as jokes, not as martial artists, but humans, right? And and that's amazing. And I do remember someone said, that, "Wow, after you must be your people must be so proud to have that movie came out in the West," and I'm like. What the fuck are you talking about? Oh my god! Now I know you are also in um, the the acting business, and uh-huh. have you ever? And you are part of the Asian representation. I'm talking about. Have you experienced any micro insults? Oh Not just god. in the field, but in general. Um. Yes, absolutely. Um, the biggest one. Uh, well, let me think. Um, there. I think we're definitely, uh, well, there was one instance where it was very strange. Um, I sent in a video audition thinking that I was auditioning for one part, but in, you know, it was like a generic best friend character. And instead they wanted to change me or they wanted my role to be, for a Chinese woman, which I would never audition for. I'm not Chinese. That part does not belong to me. Um, I don't want to mi- misrepresent another culture. And um, 
You know, it was a very stereotypical kind of dragon lady role um, where I would be wearing traditional Chinese clothes. Ugh. It, yeah. And or quote unquote, anything Asian-y is what was. Asian-y. Oh, that's yeah. what a word. Asian-y. Yeah. So oh like, my. like they acted as if it doesn't matter what kind of clothes you know, what kind of costume we can find as long as it, you know, it, it could be Japanese. Asian-y. It could be, yeah, as long as it's Asian or, you know, Oriental, mm-hmm, I suppose. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, yeah. so yeah, that was, I think the most atrocious. There's been a lot of like microaggressions as well, where um, mm-hmm. one time me and another Asian actor were yelled at by a crew member um, to, you know, wait until after all the, uh, you know, crew members have gotten their lunch. And that is a thing, kind of a hierarchical thing on every set where, you know, we have to wait until crew members have had their lunch, but there was nobody in the line. Everyone had gotten their lunch, yet they Mm -hmm. felt it was, you know, they felt like yelling at us for no reason. And you know, all throughout my childhood, I have been yelled at for no reason um, by mm-hmm. authorities because I think that they think I wouldn't fight back or talk back or, you know, mm-hmm. I would just take it. They well, had something I'm else. Sorry, Rachel, you don't, yeah. Rachel, you don't, it, it, I'm sorry, you don't fit in that, you know, the narrative of that meek, pushover, quiet, submissive Asian woman stereotype that's been heavily featured in the media. Like, you, just, yeah. you don't fit that. You don't. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Uh, yeah. A lot of the times, like in my field of study, in my hobbies, in my workplaces, I have been the only Asian in the room. And, mm-hmm. you know, not everyone knows how to act around me or, you know, um, yeah, it's it's kind of it's kind of lonely, I guess. Um, incredibly, incredibly yeah. lonely. Yeah. Yeah, and also because you are not able to be the full dimensions of your being uh, in said room, you can only put out the the versions of yourself or the the, the specific sections of your personality that is accepted by the majority culture, right. is tolerated by the majority culture, and. Yeah. You, when you introduce the other part of you and from your description and the, the part that is willing to fight back to advocate, to, to say, Hey, you know, this is, we deserve respect and dignity. Those parts are threatening mm. to the majority culture and is incredibly unwelcome. So I can imagine how, when you have to constantly um, break yourself up like that is exhausting. And, and lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah. I, I'm a fourth I, generation yeah. American. And um, unfortunately, I am not very um, connected with my Japanese heritage, even mm-hmm. though I am full Japanese. Um, you know, mm-hmm. the loss of our culture is largely to do with um, World War II and how um, anything Japanese or anything Asian kind of became criminalized and um, Mm -hmm. you know the language is not passed down to me so everyone assuming from my face that I speak the language fluently is you know far from correct and also kind of hurtful because it makes me feel like um, there's that I'm not 
Japanese enough or that mm. I have let down my culture by, you know, somehow just not um, learning more about it or, you know, being taught more about it. But yeah, yeah. it's, I'm, it's very interesting that you talk about how you have internalized this feeling of, you know, failing your culture, uh, not talking about not knowing the language and the pain you experience. Now, the pain is extremely valid. I want to just start by validating that. The, the part I also want to bring up is it's very interesting that you blame yourself for this. I feel like I failed. I didn't do this. But in reality, you didn't do anything. You were not there doing World War II. You weren't, you didn't exist yet, yeah. I assume, right? Yeah. So this, you know, this, this, uh, removal, right? This this amputation, cultural amputation, if you will, of your Japanese heritage was not done by you, but done to you. Yet you're made to feel as if you are lacking, and I think that is part of the oppression that is plaguing our community. Mm-hmm. Yeah, internalized oppression, and to kind of follow up with that, there is the last concept of microaggression called micro-invalidation, where um, uh, micro-invalidation is when one person's comment invalidates or undermines experiences of another person, right? Oh. So it's not that bad. And mm-hmm. right now, I think as a, as a whole, us Asian Americans are experiencing like this a very macro micro invalidation mm-hmm. because after the Atlanta Duke got you know got uh, 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 taken in right the chief the the police chief came out in front of the camera and said well you know he wanted to terminate his sexual temptations I'm like Tur- okay what what like you mean like Asian people are we are we are we sexual temp oh yeah. specifically Asian women is that the quote unquote sexual temptation you're talking about these essentially objects by the way you describe Very it so. to re- to Very terminate them yeah extremely and he's he was having a bad day literally he said he was having a bad day and I'm like well I'm sorry Mr uh, White Man's having I have a bad, bad day days too. <laughs> <laughs> right but we are having like a like a bad year where uh-huh. you know we're being attacked left and right so i'm sorry about your bad day oh uh, my I just, but that is micro invalidation people are asking is this a hate crime even the question is this a hate crime and not just a comment like yeah this is a hate crime yeah. that in and of itself is a micro invalidation yeah Absolutely. yeah and you know it, it's the idea is to kind of introduce it within the community that if we were to say if we're to side with like you know the oppressive uh, the majority oppressive majority we, we were like oh well i don't th- I'm, I'm tough i don't think it's a hate crime yeah asian people just as treated normally as non-asian people we're all the same oh, well that is model minority myth in play right we're taught to invalidate the experiences of ourselves and experience of those around us in in, in this hope that we will achieve whiteness yeah. That ain't coming, yo. <laughs> that ain't coming. That dragon ain't never coming. You keep chasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before we wrap up, um, do you have any tips uh, or, you know, comments we make to our audience? Like, say, if we're to experience an attack like you did, what are some resources uh, uh, that you might have 
Um, or I'm maybe mentioning that there are some books. Um, are there any particularly good ones that you want to kind of throw out there? Um, so the ones that uh, the books that changed my life and um, I encountered in an Asian American literature course, which is um, you know not something that you will get unless you go to college and unless you pursue literature and unless you take an interest in this obscure elective class. But I think what I think is important is um, uh, this book called Paper Bullets by Kit Baldick, who uh, talks about um, growing up Hapa in Santa Barbara. And it was, it's a fictional autobiography and um, it really made me feel seen for the first time. Like I've read, Joy Luck Club and, you know, all the mass market books by Amy Tan. And I never saw myself, I think, until that book. And also um, Strangers from a Different Shore by Ronald Takaki. It is a comprehensive history of Asian Asians in America um, mm-hmm. for the past several centuries. And um, mm-hmm. that was the first time I saw anything that resembled my family story told because uh, I'm Japanese American by way of Hawaii. And there mm-hmm. they talked about the sugarcane plantations that people like my great grandparents worked on. And um, that was pretty groundbreaking for me. It's like, you know, to see myself in a history book. Um, mm-hmm. it, it was like, I'm canon. <laughs> for the first yeah, time yeah. and you know yeah. it's very validating yes uh, so I, I encourage everyone to check out those books i'll have a link of those titles uh in the description of this episode um so i just want to thank rachel for joining us and willing to share her story um and rachel's information will also be included in the description section uh, so yeah thank you for joining us and i hope to see y'all next week thank you rachel thank you